watching the Bo Bros Podcast. Let's, Let's do it! Hey, 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 hey. Hey, we are here. We are here. Let's get it, guys. Let's All right, go. so we are doing a post-game show now. This is the right time. Kyle is sick. Probably saw that in the chat already. So, uh, anyways, Kyle will be joining us mostly virtually at this moment, right? But uh, we wanted to at least get our thoughts out. Today was kind of a crazy day. Family's visiting me here in Utah. and Yeah. Been interesting. So, guys, let's get into the situation here with the game. And and we were very, very happy to see the game. What are your guys' thoughts? Throw your questions out in the chat as well. We will get to them uh, as we proceed. But we do have our slides we want to go through, and we want to go through it. So, uh, James, any initial thoughts before we go to the slides at this moment? Man, you know, a lot to – well, personally, in my opinion, I think there's going to be some that's good, and then there's a lot to like – at the same time, kind of what I thought the game was going to kind of play out as um, a lot of like short game, just trying to get the game kind of going in a lot of different people's hands. Um, a lot of players try to make plays, really show out the the players that are on the fringe right now. So, yeah, um, I'm I think it was a pretty interesting game all around. So I'm excited to be able to chat more about this and kind of some of our last thoughts on this game. Yeah, I, I think bottom line, uh, it was it was awesome. I mean. You look at the stats. Uh, did you yeah. want to pull up the stats at this moment? Yep. Pull it up. Pull it up. Hey, what's up, Larry? How we doing? Hey, guys. Guys, good to see you. So, yeah, we want to do a little post-game show. And, guys, we are going to do a 53-man roster immediate reaction once it's available. We were thinking about doing an actual, like, prediction thing. I just – I don't know. That just seems a little ridiculous <laughs> to me. We're not coaches, you know, and let's just talk about what happens. And we're also going to do one once we get the practice squad set up as well, too. Uh, and we'll go from there. So yeah, let's let's see. Let's just pull it up that way. That looks a little bit better that way. So as you can see, guys, are we a rushing team now, folks? What's yeah. the deal here, dude? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's absolutely amazing to see how much we dominated the rushing yards. Dude, two hundred and sixty-seven yards rushing. Unbelievable. What the hell, dude? Like, yeah. Yo, okay. And I've said this before. This is why. This is why Kellen Moore is such a good fit, guys. Um. I'm going to put a link at the description. There is an awesome video that you guys have to see. Um, what's that guy's name? What's that old dude's name? Peter I King. Peter King. Peter King. Yep. He does an amazing job. I'm going to put it in the description below. Yo, incredible. It's breaking down how Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore are building this offense together as a unit and just absolutely making it you know, as stellar as it possibly can be. But I mean, look, look at these general stats. I mean, it's just absolutely great. Insane, and again, right? at the end of the day, uh, I really think they wanted to focus on the run game and, you know, develop a identity. It's a good word for it. Right. Yeah. So, and, so what are your thoughts on that, James? Yeah. You know, I mean, going back to my initial comments and just talking about the, the good and the bad. Um, I mean, obviously you look at that in 267 rushing yards. I mean, I don't, can't think of the last time the Chargers yeah. have ever done that. Like, that's insane to see. But the bad, 38 passing yards. Like, yeah. we didn't throw the ball at all. 
pretty much. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, I'll say one thing too, on top of that, Easton stick was going against the ones for a couple drives pretty much got crushed in my opinion. Um, but we still held up and we still ended up winning the quarter by scoring seven points and they 100%. only got six. So, you know, in a sense, like you kind of look at it as like, well, we kind of didn't look bad against the ones, but obviously we had a lot of our twos and threes out there. Um, oh. And uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad at all. It wasn't pretty at first because his first two drives looked pretty ugly in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. But I'll tell you one drive that I really, really liked was the drive where it started the running barrage basically. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was awesome. Awesome. And actually it was, I I think you probably got him on a, uh, a picture at some point here, but uh, the Joshua Kelly run was incredible. Crazy. Incredible. 75 yards. Yeah. Incredible. There's a really cool little post game thing also on uh, LA LA Chargers. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the chat here as well too, guys. There's a lot of videos I want you guys to see. I like showing out some like, you know, homework for you guys, right? Because I mean, there's so <laughs> much that we could discuss. And again, you know, uh, it's anyways. I just I'm just a huge fan. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, anyways. So look, bottom line, we kicked ass. I was very happy to see. And you gotta remember, folks. The first quarter, it was predominantly the San Francisco 49ers ones. They were in there yeah. a lot, right? Yep. Uh, I think they were in for two drives on the offense and defense. So that was pretty much three quarters is all we really had. Um, and, you know, we, we were stout. We won the turnover margin. Yo, so sick. So yep. sick. So I love it. I mean, there's, there's a lot to really unpack from this game that uh, was pretty exciting to be able to see. Um but uh, one thing, if you want to pull up some of the stats, too, that yep. I thought were kind of good to be able to look at. And, and one thing, too, we did give up 125 rushing yards. Yep. But the it, most we've done so far. The thing about it is the Niners are a very good rushing team. Um, I, I always feel that they hang their hat very heavily on that. Um, Brock Purdy looked pretty good for them. You know, obviously, yep. Trey Lance is gone now. So, yep. you know. It's and let's be clear. Let's be clear. The Niners were a great team. And uh, yeah. we got this guy right here, Carl Cass, 49ers Talk. Hey, good, good to chat with you. Look, they the Niners are going to be fine, folks. You know, they're a great team. They'll you know, um, yeah. again, their ones weren't out there very long. The Charters ones weren't out there at all. I mean, I don't think we even played a starter. I mean, even Quinton Johnson was only out for two two receptions. He looked good, by the way, folks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about this 2H4. Um, you know, th there's a lot to discuss on that. So, again, Throw your questions out in the chat, folks. We are going to go through all of them. I got us some slides. We're going to go through that as well. But please keep throwing the, uh, you know, your questions out, and uh, we'll get to them as well, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, one thing that I'm just going to say, and I know you chatted a little bit about that, is that the fumbles and the intercept interceptions yep. thrown were a big difference maker in this game for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I'll say this. Is big too. Penalties. Uh, yeah, penalties too. Uh, but the big thing that I like to see – in our pregame show, we started yeah. talking about we need turnovers. We need yep. turnovers. We can't yep. give up three like we did against the Saints and expect to be able to win. Albeit, we almost did win that game still. Um, <laughs> but we had that critical fumble at the goal line. And I'm going to kind of point on the play before where Brock Purdy basically like tripped over the running back, which could have probably been a touchdown at that point in time and not have a fumble. So shout out to Brock Purdy for tripping the running back. And uh, <laughs> uh, 
not giving him a touchdown. But the thing is, though, it was uh, I believe it was Nick Neiman who punched the ball out, and then Dean no, no, Leonard Carlos Kemp. It was Carlos Car- Kemp. Oh, it was Carlos Kemp. I thought it was Nick Carlos Neiman. Kemp. Carlos Kemp. Yep. Really, yeah, I, cool I saw that last see. night. Yeah, I saw that last night. It was Carlos Kemp. Yep. Very cool. Very cool to be able to see that. I mean, it's cool. I always feel like last year we were pretty good around the goal line. And I think Brandon Staley really, really thrives on trying to make sure that we're very, very aggressive at the goal line and don't allow him in. And and you should be as a defense. Um, Exciting to be able to see that. And one other stat I'm just going to point out here is the time of possession. We ran the ball. When you could run the ball, you have basically 11 more minutes than the other team to be on field. Plus, look at the 13 more plays, 63 total plays versus 50. That's awesome. It's also a run team. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's demoralizing. Yep. Yeah. And that's awesome to see. Like I'm, I'm excited to be able to see a team that could say, Hey, look, we could run the ball and just keep running it down your throat and find ways to be able to get holes open and go like very, very cool, man. Very, very yep. cool. Yep. That's right, Larry. Yep. But well, and, and, and a couple things that I'll say again, we could look at the stats all day. We're, we're going to, I got a slideshow of players that we want to discuss as well too, because and, and then, guys, again, throw your questions out now. We are going to go through, uh, you know, uh, just kind of our slides, our, our pre, you know, pre-thought out thoughts. And then, uh, but throw your questions out. Uh, and we can talk about the 53-man roster hypothetically if you want. Again, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that. But, again, like and subscribe. Um, we'll talk more about Kellen Moore as well, too. Uh, a lot of things to discuss. But, anyways, go ahead, Absolutely. James. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go over a little bit of the stats. I mean, once again, yep. you go to the quarterbacks, nothing too fancy by any means in the past game. <laughs> no, nothing big. It was, it was sad. Really sad. Really sad. But I will say this. Okay. Easton Stick did get nine out of 11, you know, yep. passes caught, um, you know, 38 yards, nothing pretty by any means. The big thing is, though, the Joshua Kelly run, that really, really brought it going on. Like that started the run barrage at that point. Yep. Um, Joshua Kelly killed it on that way. Tyler didn't look too bad at all, too. He did no. get a lot more carries. Once again, they look good. Th- these they are the good. guys that you're starting to look at and say they want to be able to give this guy the rock to see what he can do. And, you know, he had a couple good rips of, I think it was the second drive of where they were just ran the ball the entire time. Um, oh, my God. I love it, I love these comments on the side, by the way. We're going to get to all these comments as well, too. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> That's good uh, stuff. It's really good stuff. Yeah, I like it. Elijah Dotson, I, you know, there are some runs that I looked at and I was like, wow, he he is an aggressive runner. Like yeah. he looks yeah. very, very sure when he's running. Uh, he did make some catches too, by the way. So, I mean, last week might have been a fluke. Darius Davis with the the, uh, the jet sweeps. That's yep. a dangerous, dangerous weapon. Once again, Elijah Dotson, and just going to throw it out there, he had 5.5 yards on a six carry. So that's a very good average. But look at how many guys they kept using. Isaiah Spiller, Shampkin, Champ, Champklin. Champklin. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say, right? Yeah. And you want to say Shampin or something like yeah, that. Shampin, yeah. Darius Shepard. That kind of seems to be like one of the first times I've really seen him out there. And then yeah, he has Alexander Horvath. Yeah. I like yep. how they- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> one carry, he had just a short uh, fourth down attempt to be able to get a first down. So really the thing is, though, I'm excited – and I don't, I don't know if we want to jump too much more on the stats because, I mean, really for the wide receiver-wise, there's really not too much to talk about there. But yeah. it's awesome to see that they just gave a lot of guys opportunities on the run game. Um, they gave them opportunities. Max used his legs. Basically the same thing that uh, Easton Stick did. 
for uh, his needs. I, I think all around, shout out to Kellen Moore on this one. He was able to kind of adjust his game plan to be able to say, hey, look, this ain't working for the pass game. Let's just run the ball down their throats, basically. And it yep. worked. Yep. So let's let's get into some of the slides we got here, and then we'll go into some of your questions. Throw your questions out now, folks, as much as you possibly can. I'm just going to go through a few slides, just talk about a few things, um, give you some more visuals, some more interesting things to think about. Okay, by, bottom line, uh, kicking game looks really good, folks. I yeah. we can sit back all day and talk about that. And I think this guy right here, Dicker the Kicker, is going to be our guy. I really don't think um, – well, let me put it this way. It'd be very interesting to see what happens with um, uh, oh, why am I trying to blank on his name? Um, our other Hopkins. kicker, Hopkins. Yeah, I keep I keep thinking Horvath. I, I saw yeah. Horvath here, so <laughs> I'm like, he's our running, he's our, our, our fullback. But but Dicker looks amazing, guys. And and honestly, I guys, I cannot say enough about our special teams. We killed it stats wise on special teams. I mean, just absolutely amazing. So. You know, like I know special teams isn't exciting. I know we sit back and go, okay, well, that's boring and whatever. But dude, I'm telling you, it matters, right? You flip the yes. field, it matters. And so I think, let's see, JT, let's see, hold on. Um, our, our punt coverage was amazing. Let's see, where was uh, JK Scott? Four punts. He averages 50 yards a punt and he had two in the 20. Two in yep. the 20, guys. Beautiful. So look, Cameron Dicker was perfect, two for two. And then Duskin Hopkins was one for one, right? So. Yeah. Tough decisions are going to be ahead for folks. You know, it's going to be amazing. Well, it's an interesting thing about the kicking game with uh, Hopkins versus Dicker. I mean, the thing about it is, is like Dicker only missed one field goal based. I was watching the Niners, um, you know, broadcast for it. And uh, basically they were like, hey, he he missed one field goal all last season. And, you know, for a guy that basically jumped around a couple different teams and a guy that came in and made a couple clutch uh, kicks to be able to win games for us last year it's pretty hard to not go with him. Now, Dustin Hopkins, I mean, he basically fought for his entire life to be able to make field goals happen for us in the Broncos game last year. Um, But that basically brought in, you know, eventually uh, Cameron Dicker. So in my opinion, I think Dicker's got it, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. You know, Tuesday's when the cuts happen. So we'll see how it goes. So there'll probably be some updates tomorrow too. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So, you know, we'll 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 get you any kind of breaking news, of course, as you know. This guy Keelan Doss looked amazing as well, too. I think yeah. he's gonna be it, okay. So it's gonna be Keelan Doss or it's gonna be High Towers, probably the bubble guy for the 53 man roster, in my opinion. You're gonna be Darius Davis would be the fifth wide receiver. But I think Keelan Doss or High Tower. I personally think Keelan Doss probably is the guy. What do you guys think down below? The thing about Keelan Doss, he's a little bit bigger and he's also a little more I would say physical, but he's done a really good job. Hightower's faster. Yeah. I don't know. Keelan Doss is just showing really well. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. And again, Jalen Guyton has getting some light work out there. We don't, we still don't know the situation with him moving forward, but uh very interesting conversation there. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So H4 says Doss for sure. Look, Hightower's look great in camp, but he has not looked great in game. So, just knowing this coaching staff, I think they're probably going to go with what you did in game, right? He did very right. well in game. He, he looked great. I mean, he had three receptions, again, 14 yards. We didn't throw the ball well at all. But again, like you said, leave the leave the the throwing to Justin Herbert because that's, you know, what he's good at, right? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then here's run max run over here, yep. you know, and that's the thing. That's his strength. I mean. Watching the broadcast and everything with the Niners broadcast, they were just like, this is one of his strengths. Yep. Even in the yep. post game, they talked a little bit with Darius Davis and he said, 
he asked him, he's like, yeah, interesting to be able to see. What did you think of Mac's performance? And he's like, oh, I rated out of 120 out of 100 kind of thing. That's 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 all Max. You know, that's that's the TCU Max we know. Yep. And, you know, that's an interesting thing about that. Like he is a weapon. What did you say about Max, you know, and what his strengths was and how we could potentially use him, Andrew? So so let me let me I, I just want to think about this for a second. OK, um. Look, Easton Stick's very good, but Max Dugan is faster than Easton Stick. I remember yep. Quinton talking specifically about Max Dugan, and he said something to the effect of that Max Dugan is just about as fast as, as Q. And I was like, damn, that's quick. Yeah. Yikes. So my, my, okay, so hear me out on this. Would you put Max Dugan as the number two guy because you could use him in game and then use uh, Easton stick as the Brock Purdy guy, because if Herbert goes down, you can bring in Easton stick, but you can use Dugan more as like a running, you know, kind of flex sort of scat back, uh, kind of like a Taysom Hill yeah. wide receiver guy. See, to me, that makes a little more sense than using Easton stick yeah. because Easton stick you do want, because he's a little bit better of a game manager, a little more accurate passer. I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah. on that, James? Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. I, I kind of, thought a little bit about like man what if we could utilize him and put him in a position like as like a tight end or something like that yep. just like like you know, give him the ability to be a flexible kind of guy like how confusing would that be on a defense if you see justin herbert with basically max dugan like as a tight end and and where would you go with it at that point who's got what like it, it's it's definitely one of those things that you could use yeah. him in a lot of different ways just to make this defense the defenses are playing against to think a little differently so Right. He's got he's a weapon. He's a weapon definitely with his legs. Definitely with his legs. And well, and again, yeah, you're right. See, this is my point. And this is kind of what I was getting at with the whole Brock Purdy rule. Like you you could you could put stick out there. So let's say, let's say okay, my point is you could use Dugan all day, every game. Yeah. You could use him. You could throw him out there at different times, maybe goal line, whatever. You don't want Herbert doing the sneaks. That's when that's when you know that's when Lyman start, you know, smashing you in the nuts, right? Hitting you in the castanas and all the above, right? So my point is you could use Dugan to get those like tough yards uh, and those kind of weird like rollouts, you know, and it, less running for him as well, too. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that's kind of an interesting conversation. Um, but, you know, again, I, I don't know. I'm just a huge fan of of that idea. And then you could put Stick as the third guy. He's dressed out, not counting towards your 53 man roster. According to Brock Purdy rule, Herbert goes down, Stick would come in and then you guys would use Dugan more flexible. In, in that yeah. in that scenario, I, anyway, that makes sense to me. So we'll see. You know, Kyle just made a really good point. Use Stone Smart as a flex quarterback. You know, and the thing is, though, he was originally a quarterback. And and big shout out to Stone Smart. Um, the big seventy five yard touchdown that got by Joshua Kelly. One thing I really really noticed they utilize tight ends as basically the main blockers for run plays. Yeah. And Stone Smart had a phenomenal block. Plus. Yeah. John Hightower had a block also too, just on the right side to be able to clear that lane for Joshua Kelly. So big shout out to him. And that would be an interesting idea of Stone Smart. I The more you watch Stone Smart, this guy understands the game and is he really, really growing extremely well with this team. I'm going to say one thing too. We probably won't have a, a fullback on this team. I do not see it happening now because of, more I watch this game, the more we utilize tight ends for the main blockers for the run game. Like Could be. it was Could be. very, very often throughout the game. I obviously Xander was out there. I get it. 
but at the same side, I just don't think we're going fullback. I think they're using that as another position. We could probably put Stone Smart as basically the lead blocker and call it a day. Or 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 even Trey McKitty. Trey, Trey McKitty's McKitty. been okay in blocking. Yeah, yeah yep. he's a big dude, man. He's very big. Uh, but you know, Trey also wants to catch the ball. And then uh, I think there was a I think Easton Stick underthrew him one time, and I, you could tell he was visibly frustrated. So yep. Uh, you know, one guy that like has has consistently uh in, impressed me is um our boy Lightning Bug here on yeah. these uh, jet sweeps. I mean, he's looking yeah. great, right? I I'm so hyped for him, dude. Dude, what a class. I would love to interview this guy. He just seems so cool. Plus, he plays pickleball, which automatically makes him awesome to me. (laughs) But again, like, I mean, Lightning Bug, I'm just a huge fan of the guy. So um, I think he's going to be used more than than we've discussed. I think he will be used a lot in the offense um, come this upcoming season. So, you know, he's going to be – he's the fifth wide receiver. So it's funny. It's funny because if you look at that photo, you, Max looks like he's like, there goes that man. Like he's Dude. just standing there, just watching him go. Like yeah. the guy yeah. is a shifty, shifty guy. And, um, you know, yeah. can we call him double D? Cause Darius double D. Davis? Yeah. Double yeah. D. <laughs> I think that's actually his nickname with the team. I'm pretty sure it's something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. I was thinking danger mouse was another one too. I think oh, danger mouse. I like cool that too. name, but I like that. Eh, whatever, you know, Hey, yeah. GTR man says double D. DD yep. is showing he could take a hit too. And that's the thing. Like this guy's got speed. I mean, speed kills. And we have lacked on this team for some time having no speed. I'm a big, big fan of what he's going to be able to add to this team. <laughs> Those jet sweeps are going to be deadly, deadly. Yeah. The Niners broadcast talked about it. And they said, this is the guy, man. Like he could just take it to the house anytime. And it's exciting. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, I like that. I like it. This this guy right here too. Interesting conversation with him, uh, Camp Moyer. I yeah. uh, you got it. I also threw this up just because I wanted to show the offensive line. Um, I, look, you got to give it up to the offensive line, man. Like these are all backups. Sorrell, yep. he had a good game. Uh, um, look, let's say this, folks. Tough decisions are ahead. I mean. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see how this plays out and who ends up on the practice squad. I'm also gonna say this too. Again, we're gonna go live once the 53 man roster is available. So James and I and, and Kyle will go live as soon as that happens, so we can discuss it live, give you our opinions. Also, when the practice squad's figured out, we'll let you. We'll go live on that as well. But my point is, like, um, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, who really makes a team and who doesn't, right? Um, but I think a lot of players from this team are going to get scooped up on other teams. I and and by the way, Tom Telesco's talked about this many times. There are probably players on other teams that we would rather have than the players we got, and for different reasons, right? So it's going to shake out interestingly. We'll leave it at that. Well, and it's interesting about the Campamore type situation. Are we going to go four tight ends on this team? Like, yep. is that is that probably we're going to head to? Because you go Everett, Parham, McKitty, Stone, Smart. Or Campamoyer, or are we gonna go five? Like, I do we use? Do we need five tight ends? Is that like yeah. being overly utilized on that that position? I don't know. I mean, to me, the more I keep seeing it, Stone Smart's really finding a way on this team. And I, more I watch the guy, I'm like, this guy could be big for us. Very good signing for us. And you know, yeah. it, is Trey McKitty the guy? Is he going to be possibly one of those guys that ends up getting cut and possibly put on a practice squad? I don't know, but it is an interesting thing to see what this tight end position will be. And that's definitely something I'm going to keep an eye on for the cuts uh, for the 53 man squad. 
Yeah, and guys, keep throwing your questions out as well, too. We are going to get to them. We're just we're going to go through the defense now. Uh, just give us another few minutes, but keep throwing your questions out as well, too. I noticed we talked about Gerard Clark. He's coming up here in a second. This guy right here, C.J. Koye, looked pretty good. He had, he had like an elbow boo-boo. He came back in. Uh, they kind of wrapped his elbow up, and he was good to go. So I'm really con- I'm really interested to see how this plays out with him. And again, hit like and subscribe, folks. Hit that like button, please. Uh, we got about 40, 50 people in here right now, so please hit that button. Get a second. Um, CJ Koye, the upside for him is insane, right? And what are the what are the rules on that, James? Is so he's he's guaranteed a practice squad spot, but does that mean no team could pick him up, or is he yeah. protected? How, how what 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 are the what are the rules on that? Do you know? Yeah, it basically kind of sounds. And in what my understanding is, it looks like he's just locked into the team for a year as a practice squad guy. I mean, obviously okay. you can pull him up if you want, but he's basically just like, hey, he's going to be on your team regardless it's like okay a force he's taking the spot force position yeah he's got a force spot pretty much on the team so he should be on this team i'm excited to see where he ends up developing obviously i want to see him develop in camp quite a bit uh, rather than basically having him on field because if he's on field that means we got issues a little bit on our d-line so (laughs) right but cj okoye man i i'm man Sky's the limit with this guy, in my opinion. He could really accelerate heavily on this uh, yeah. with his team uh, in the and in the NFL. Yeah, uh, and I I do agree. I think he is a lock locked in. I don't know that he'll start day one. He'll probably I don't know. We'll, we'll have to, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, that's a big fifty three man roster spot, but a guy that I think might be there. And we already had so many talks specifically about it. But Gerard Clark, man, look at that. Look at that button gut, dude. Here's the thing about him, bro. Bro, you are my bro. He is so freaking big. He has to get double teamed. He has yeah. to get double teamed. Yeah. Um, you put him on the nose and yo, he has to get double teamed. He has to. And it, it, so let me explain why that matters. Yeah. In Brandon Staley's defense, the defensive lineman is not really there to uh, sack the quarterback. They're really there for gap soundness. Usually they cover a gap, B gaps, or they cover a gap and a half. But the nice thing about Gerard Clark is you could have him on the nose. The nose tackle has to hit him, and usually one of the guards has to pull into him as well. So he has to get double teamed immediately. Yep. So that immediately messes up what that defense or that offense is going to do in the run game or the pass game, zone reads, anything like that. It's just not, it's going to immediately make it more difficult because he's so big. He's hard to move. Yeah. Um, I mean, guy's 350. He showed up in, you know, yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh my God. Job of the Clark, dude. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yo, that might have to be a new, uh, that's a new shirt idea. I like that, dude. I like Jabba, Jabba the Clark. The oh Clark. my oh, God. That's boy. amazing. I hey, like man. that. Button gut, man. You know, once again, that's the thing I was going to say, Larry, exactly. Jamal Williams, this AKA space eater, like the thing is, though, button gut at the line like that helps out everybody else. I mean, you imagine if a guy gets double teamed and you got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack on the edge, or even Tuli Tupulotu, like coming in, or even to say Chris, yeah, uh, Chris Rump, the Rump Shaker, yeah. coming around shaker. the edge, who has looked really good in this um, preseason so far. Um, it's great to be able to see kind of this guy that could potentially <laughs> be a space eater. What if he's just a really good goal line guy for us? And I mean, yeah. will he make the 53 man squad? I think there's a shot that he can specifically because of Tito Obonia being on uh, probably the puck. Right. It'll yep. probably push him 
or obviously Scott Matlock, which I think Matlock is a lock on. He's a lock. Yeah, he's a lock. Um, Yeah. But man, it's, it's exciting to see. I think we've done a really good job of trying to find talent on the D line for us. Yeah. And I'm excited for that side to see that growth for this team. Again, uh, Rams gave up 99 yards rushing. Saints, 61 yards rushing. The Niners, a very good rushing team, 120, what, 425 yards rushing? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, so my point is, folks, that's way – last year it was 145. Yep. 145, a game. Yep. A game. And the first – again, again, uh, who who said this? Uh, can – why excited for why, – why so excited for a preseason win? Here's the thing, Kyle. Immediately what that shows is we have depth on this team. And that's something we did not have last year, right? So, yeah, you could argue all day, well, it doesn't really matter, it's preseason. But the point is, you are still showing that this team has depth because injuries occur during the season. And if you have players that could step up, I know, and you could argue all day, well, it's their threes versus our threes. Okay, it doesn't matter. In the NFL, you're still playing best on best at that time. Well, not necessarily best on best. But my point is, Brandon Silly came out and said this specifically. He said, look, we're going to be going up against the Niners number ones and everyone on that team specifically said, great, I'm excited. We're going to go after them. We're going to show them that we're legit and we can make it happen. So again, it's, it's momentum. It's, it's culture of the team. It's showing this team matters. I've always felt like we've missed a little bit of edge and I, it's good to see our defense have a little moxie out there. And by the way, Derek Ainsley called that game, by the way, Brandon Staley did not call that game. I thought that was absolutely incredible really cool to see that and that's a thing like that's what the preseason's all about just seeing what Derek Ainsley would be willing to call I think it's also a great reference point <laughs> to see what he ended up calling so I think Brandon Staley could kind of bounce some ideas off of uh, Derek Ainsley also too so it's really cool to be able to see that but I I think it's a really good temperature check of the players that were on the fringe for us uh, I think there was a lot of guys that did show out um, I think that um this run game could really be here with this team for once. And that's it. Look, last year we couldn't stop the run last year. We couldn't run the ball. Basically. That's what killed us in the end. And right now, once again, it's just preseason, but it is a little bit of an insight of what's really going to be in front of our team going into this year. At least if we're manageable against the run on defense, and at least if we could average or at least find a way to be able to end games by running the ball when we have a lead. Yep. Yep. That's a massive victory for us because we know that we got a quarterback that could throw the ball and sling the ball all over the field. No problem. That's yeah. That see, see, and, and that's that's a great point, James. Like it doesn't matter. You know, yep. here, here's another conversation too. Uh now that now that I was it you that talked to me about it, or maybe it was Kyle. Now that now that the Cowboys got uh Trey Lance, do you think they let go of um yeah. That, that ginger dude. What's Coop, his, why Cooper do I always Rush? forget that Cooper Rush? Why do I forget yeah. his name all the time? I always forget his name. Yeah. Cause he's, he's got like two first names or something like, I don't know. It's weird anyways, but what if he gets released, which I kind of doubt that'll happen, but yeah. if he does, then what, what if we scoop him up? He'd be perfect for, you know, us, but you know, you never know. It's kind of a conversation that could happen. Yeah. It's, it's anything can really happen after the, all the cuts. I mean, once again, other teams make cuts. Other players that get available that might actually fit well for what we want. <laughs> who knows? So who knows? Heavy Chevy, Chevy heavy good Chevy. Job, what do you say? Like good win for the Chargers last night. We're over. We were plus three hundred underdogs. If you uh, if you're a degenerate gambler like me, yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. Hey, I'm gonna say one thing too. 
we got a team like the Niners to only score 12 points on us. No points in points. the second half, by the way. Yeah. So that's awesome to be well, able to remember, that. remember the their second string quarterback, uh uh Darnold. Is it Darnold? Yep, Sam Darnold. Yep. Sam Darnold. Dude, that guy was wasn't he a first round draft pick? I mean, the oh, guy, yeah. you know, like they're not practice squad guys. That guy's a veteran, nope. right? Nope. No. Uh, look. Say what you want to say about preseason, but it it shows Moxie. It shows what the team has. It shows team culture. But this guy, Dayon Henley, our boy, introduced the Bolt Bros podcast. Yo, I got a man crush on that dude. I tell you what, man, <laughs> I must want his jersey, man. I want his jersey, bro. Now. I want his jersey zero, bro. I'm 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 not joking. I think he's probably the guy that I want next. Either him yeah. or Lightning Bug, one of the two. Yeah, um, no doubt. Yo, because like. Yo, he's looking crazy good. I mean, that interception, again, I, there was a couple of photos, but I thought this was kind of cool because I remember Cam Brown, number 39, was the guy that tipped it up at the end of the day on Hanley made the, the pick, but it was also the other linebacker. I'm drawing the blank on the guy's name from Clemson. Um, One of the undrafted guys. Undrafted guy. Anyways, he yeah. was right there with him, but then they all ran together. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, it was just amazing, yeah. dude. He Guys, okay, in, 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 the, in the chat below, is Dayon Henley going to take over K9? What do you think? Yeah. I guys, I I think there's a good chance he takes over very yeah. soon, maybe even week 1, which is I don't know, dude. I he's looking really good. He's looking yeah. really good. Um yeah. You know, know. It, it's it's definitely an argument and I know I brought it up as one possible option down the road if if Kenneth Murray doesn't really show out will basically Henley take over and I mean it's tough he almost had two picks in this game um there was one that Sam Darnold he almost got that one where Sam Darnold was out of the pocket through it kind of in double coverage essentially and Kenneth Murray almost toe tapped straight a a pick in the end zone in the red zone so yeah that would have been awesome but yeah the pick that he ended up getting um Great to see. This is what we need to see from this position, guys. The beautiful thing is uh, we'll have Eric Kendricks out there, too. I do think that there's going to be a rotation between Kenneth Murray and Henley. So past situations, Henley will probably be out there and more in past situations. In my opinion, I think Kenneth Murray will be out there maybe for more of the run-based situation. I watched a video a little bit about a breakdown of um, uh, Henley, and they're like, this guy could be the guy. Like he could be the guy. I mean, he was the top rated linebacker in the draft. Um, yep. And we got him in third round, by the way. Third round. So third round. I'm excited. And dude is a great guy, man. Like, once again, I'm a big fan of Dayon Henley and who he is. Um, I think he's just a really good dude all around. I was going to show a picture of his dad. He was on the sideline. By the way, it was Mickle Jones that was the linebacker with Dayon Henley. Yep. And Larry, 48, is stone smart. He is a tight end. Remember, yep. he's a converted he's a converted uh, quarterback uh, to a tight end. So, yep. He's balling um, out. He's balling out. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much all the slides I wanted to cover at this moment. I don't know. There's Oh, actually, let's, let's show this as well, too. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the big thing. And Kyle can talk more about this. This is kind of what he wanted us to plug as well. This is a big show, folks. Uh, you know, again, the, the Bolt Show – Again, Tito Bonia, Corey Legion, Isaiah Spiller, Max Dugan, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinn Johnson. Guys, if you could go there, go. This is pretty cool. August 31st. Um, look, it's it's great. A lot of players all at one time. So uh, 
Should be a good time. Like if I was in LA, I'd probably be going to that as well too. So I know oh, Kyle sure. will be there. I think Kyle's actually planning on interviewing. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that, Kyle, in the chat if you don't mind. Kyle's sick, by the way. Just so you know, he can't hardly talk. He's not feeling well. Um, so, uh, but again, it's going to be great. I think he's going to try to interview all these players, do kind of a short interview. Um, we'll see how the content yep. goes on that. But anyways, more, more information. Really cool. And there's also going to be Asante Samuel Jr. there, Darren Sproles, Eric Kendricks, Tuli Tupulo too, too. So once again, you can whatever you want to have them sign. If you want your baby to be signed, $45. <laughs> um, <laughs> sign the head, but, sign the head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all around, this is probably one of the biggest collection of Charger-based players to be able to do signings of memorabilia. So very, very cool to be able to see. So great show all around, guys. So that'll be out the um, Anaheim. Oh, man, I just had it up right now. It'll be at the Anaheim uh, Marriott Suites in Garden Grove. So very cool. So next Saturday, I believe it is, on the second. Um, great event all around. So. That's going to cool. be a fun one. All right, so let's let's go through the questions here. Let's let's we'll kind of go lightning round a little bit through this as well too. But again, uh, Larry, just so you know, um, offensive coach and our middle school coach. Yeah, I mean, like you know, Joe Lombardi. Here's the thing: Joe Lombardi's offense was all about like timing and rhythm. Uh, it just wasn't wasn't there. You know, it, it, you know. Again, Herbert was hurt. Our wide receivers went down. He needed to do adjust his offense. He didn't. But I'll tell you right now, the thing that's great about Kellen Moore is Kellen Moore's offense could be run by a subpar team. That's what I'm showing. Yeah. We are running the ball with backup linemen and yeah. backup running backs, and it, it's very simple and easy to run. Yeah. You don't have to have the best players. Or you don't have, you even have to win blocks. You can still make gaps happen. And so that's where his uh, run game is, is, is so much nicer. So it's exciting to see. So. Well, the big part of it is, is that we were able to adjust. Going back to Max Dugan in his first drive, that was ugly. First little yep. through, he tried to throw a little small screen, got batted up, looked like it got picked, ended up not saying it got picked, incomplete. Second play was a toss run to, my gosh, what's our guy? Uh, Elijah Dotson. Threw it up kind of high from Elijah. I don't know if Elijah was seeing that there's a defender coming in. And he's about to get crushed, but yep. dropped that basically didn't, that didn't go very well. Next play screen, screen pass again, gets batted down again. Just ugly looking ugly. What did they do with the second possession? They ran the ball the entire time. Yes. The entire yep. time. Use max legs, use the running backs. And then there was one pass at the end at the goal line, which was the camp and Moyer uh, touchdown. And that was it. And that was kind of looked like it was like a blown run play, in my opinion. And then it just, <laughs> it just, Camp Boyer just so happened to be there and threw the ball. So it was a backyard football touchdown, basically. Yep. Um, 100%. That's the big thing. Kellen Moore is doing great at adjustments. And you love to see that. It's, you know, I'm going to say he's a guy that doesn't do a square peg and round hole kind of thing. He's like, look, if it's a round hole, I'm going to find a way to be able to see what fits into that round hole instead of just trying to put a square peg into that round hole yep. he's doing a great job of adjusting on the fly and seeing what works and sticks with it i love it i love it yep yep well said okay so henley why was henley playing in the second half well uh blake lynch was out he's hurt so he's not playing so there was there was less there was very few people that could be out there and again it's it's probably slated that k90 is going to be playing week one so you'll see how that plays out you know you never yep. really know but uh, I'd be honest with you. I, who knows, right? Uh, by the way, um, 
Henley's looking very good in special teams as well, too. He's making some really yeah. good plays. Um, remember when we had the number one offense and defense that didn't make the playoffs because of our special teams? Nelson from Facebook. Wait, we get, yeah, that was like oh nine, oh yeah, eight, oh nine, something like that. We're number one in both categories, just awful in special teams, crushed. That's a thing. That's one thing that gets me excited about this team. I think we have a very, very balanced on team on all three phases here. Yeah, like that's an exciting bit for us. So keep an eye on that all season, and we'll 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 enjoy it this season I, for I'm sure. I'm thinking we might see some two running back sets as well, too, guys. Um, could be interesting to see. By the way, the video that I, I had said, the, the Peter King video, the cool thing about that video, they broke down the fact that on the offensive side of the ball, Herbert is given the opportunity to uh, audible at any given moment at the line, period. Does not matter. We call a play. He gets to the line. He could change the play at any given moment, right? He sees a five-man front. Great. Let's switch it out. Go to you know something completely different that he thinks they can expose a five-man front. So, it's going to show you that Herbert can uh, take control of the offense, which I think is really going to be great. And, I, and again, Spiller's going to get more touches for sure. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, so I, I do think that that's going to be a big situation uh, moving forward. All right, I mean, so you've you got to look at it and say Austin Eckler to Joshua Kelly to, you know, Isaiah Spiller. Like, they we have a three-headed horse. I don't know, three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Three-headed monster. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, we we got a three-headed monster essentially. We got we got a hydra, a three-headed hydra. I don't know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it as, but either which way, we're we have three guys that could run the ball. And and the beautiful thing about it is, is Elijah Dotson has the ability to be able to be a guy that we could develop too. Next year is going to be interesting about the running back game. So, um, in, in our in our positions and such, so I'm I'm excited to be able to see how this run game develops. Yeah, um, and I w- I would argue that we do have quite a few safeties. Like Raheem Lane has looked good, Mark Webb has looked good. Um, again, JT Woods has looked good, and Alohi yep. Gilman we haven't even seen out there at all. So, um, he's he's banged up, right? So, uh, we, JT Woods actually might be starting. So I think he's fine, and I think tight end we're going to be okay. You know, um, Gerald Everett's a freaking stud muffin man. That guy yeah. never gets hurt. He's very good. And Stone Smart looks good. So, and then and then you got Parham, who's just a tall tree, but man, like the guy's got to figure out how to catch a ball. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are those are some things that I just my general thoughts on that. Yeah, it's interesting how everybody keeps saying about the free safety and t- tight end, and and that's and maybe it's just a concern, just like what Noah said here. Um, but at the same side, you can't have elite, elite, elite base players in yep. every single position. It's almost impossible to do that. I'll say this. I do think that we have some really good depth at those positions. I think we got guys that are developing. Stone Smart did play a little bit last year, too, for us and was on, in some games with us. Um, he's developing. And I think Gerald Everett is going to have another big year this year. The yep. ball is going to be spread around a lot. I think that we're going to be fine in those positions, in my opinion. Yeah, and again, uh, can this team play 60 minutes of football? Look, here's the thing. I think there's going to be a bit of a rotation. I don't think you're going to see Allen out there for every play. I don't think you're going to see Mike Williams out there for every play. You're going to see a lot of rotations of uh, just players on the field. You know, Obviously, the offensive line is going to be the same. The defensive – well, there's going to be rotations of the defensive line. But but my point is that I think they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of rotation. You're going to see a mm-hmm. lot of different players rotating in and out. Because you want to see those guys ready to go in the fourth quarter. At least that's my thought. So, James, what are your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing about it is, can this 
and, and to that question, can this team play 60 minutes of football? Um, you know, rotation, just like what you said, Andrew, like yep. if we got enough guys out there that could kind of just play that rotation, keep people fresh, um, you know, you want to have like that closer guy or closer strategy in a fourth quarter when you're up two touchdowns. Um, if you could just, if we could do exactly what we did in this game and just run the ball, we had two solid drives that we just basically ran the ball, the ball the entire time. And we got the job done and we still scored on both of those drives. So I think personally, we, we are going to be able to just use a big, big rotation all around wide receivers, deep running back could be very, very deep. Um, I think we'll be fine on, on that. So yeah, I think that we'll be able to play 60 minutes of football. Easy. Yeah, and I think, like, like I said, they're going to rotate. They're they're going to sit people. You know, again, that's why I think Austin Eckler is going to get less snaps. He's not going to make the numbers he had last year or the year before. Yeah. And I think Kyle's talking about uh, Dayon Henley. Um, yes, uh, and he loves to hit. And again, Larry's correct. We did decline K-9's uh, fifth year option. So, be very interesting to see what happens with K-9. I. I a lot of people are saying he's looking very good in camp, you know, who knows? Uh, but again, he's kind of in the doghouse with Brandon Staley. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, is it the Eric Kendricks effect? Is he getting the linebackers to play better football now? I mean, this is the yep. first time in that I could think of with Brandon Staley being here as our defensive coordinator head coach, um, that we got a veteran at the linebacker position that really guide these young guys around. That's probably why we let Drew Tranquil walk because we just felt like we had a guy that could really help out our players you know the thing about it is not picking up a fifth year option is is kind of a risk because what if he ends up balling out because he's playing for a big big contract somewhere else oh who knows but bottom line we didn't have a whole heck of a lot of money next year so <laughs> we kind of had to make a decision at that point yeah but i think that's why henley was brought in because they're kind yep. of expecting him to walk right and again yep. we, we have a pretty I, I know you may disagree with this but we do have a bit of a crowded linebacker room you got obig mia you got uh oh what's that guy's name um, nick neiman neiman yep. and they're serviceable they're not great right yep. um but again you got to remember too uh hanley's never been hurt he's never missed a game he's played every single game yeah so very interesting to see scott w talks about this um i gotta say uh kellen watching dallas last year just watching practical team huge difference between dallas fighting amongst themselves chargers having fun and tearing up the team yeah the team culture is awesome yep. i think um you know i i had a kind of a sad thought last night. Couldn't sleep. I was kind of thinking about the game. And then um, I thought, man, think, think about our three head coaches, right? You got, you got Brandon Staley, you got Derek Ainsley running the uh, defense and you got Kellen Moore running the offense. And then you got um, uh, uh, Ficken running the, the special teams, all three of those guys, uh, you know, again, of course, not Brandon Staley uh, could be head coaches. If this team really plays well, best special teams, improvement bar none and defense is looking really good and offense is looking good. Right. So it's like, Oh my gosh, like what's going to happen to this coaching staff. If we, you know, let's yeah. say we win 13 games, you know? Yeah. Um, anyways, that's, that's, that's how it always is though. When you have a really successful season, obviously all these coaches end up getting calls from other team for head coaching jobs and such. And, you know, I remember when Brandon Staley ended up getting uh hired, he said, the one thing I want to do as a goal is to be able to have a, culture where we get a lot of head coaches out from our coaching staff so he wants to breed head coaches out of this team yeah um and this could be the start of something like that i mean doug's doug newmeister newmeister i think is his yeah. last name 
uh, yep. quarterback coach. He came over from Dallas Cowboys as a quarterback coach. He could be a continuity piece for us if, say, Kellen Moore ended up right. leaving, but also could be a piece that, you know, Kellen Moore leaves to be able to go and take Doug with him to be the offensive coordinator by title, basically. So it, it's going to be interesting to see where it all develops, but obviously it depends yep. on the success of our of our season. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, you know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I think we think, I, I personally think we think very highly of our, you know, coaching staff. Um, Yeah. Look, we shove the ball down their throat, right? If you look at the title charters run over the Niners, we literally beat them at their own game because the Niners are very good at that. And the Chargers were horrible at that. We've been horrible, folks. <laughs> I was actually trying to find the stats, but we're over 200 yards rushing a game uh, in the preseason, which is freaking crazy. So can't expect that in, in the regular season, especially with Herbert throwing the ball. But my point is, be interesting. And Kyle, again, talking about the uh, J-Rock, uh, again, if you have, if you want to go to that, reach out to us, reach out to Kyle. He will be there. Um and we'll be good to go. And again, H4, we only had two sacks. So pass protection was pretty good. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. It wasn't bad you, at all. You know, I, and I'm going to say one point to that. There is a side that, um, you know, Easton stick, I felt was letting pressure come to him and he wasn't yeah. making decisive decisions. And that's one of Correct. the ugly parts of this game. Yep. And that's where it ended up being, all right, use your legs. We're going to run the ball and just go that route. <laughs> that's pretty much exactly. what it was. Yep. And bottom line, uh, in REM, we are all in three different locations. James is in Arizona. I'm in Utah and Kyle is in uh, LA. Yep. Yeah. So Keelan Doss, I think he's probably going to make the team. Um, I think he could, it's either going to be him or Hightower. I think Doss is probably going to be the guy. Uh, Brandon Silly seems to be talking about him a lot more. Yeah. So um, someone talked about this. Uh, I know we're getting pretty short on time. So let's do this here. Um, Noah, maybe take this one, James. Yeah. So Noah says, will the offense be rusty? You think Herbert hasn't had been in a game setting with the new system yet, but Tua, Josh Allen, Mahomes have. Yeah. And so it, and all, I know we chatted about it in the pregame uh, when we had the interview with Asante Samuel Jr. He said, yeah. Hey, any field time is great time. And these scrimmages really help out. The preseason games help out too. Right. You would just hope based upon everything that they've done on the field and protecting their players, even to say what happened in the end of this Niner game, what did they end up doing where they had a minute and 11 yet seconds left? They end up kneeling it just because they're like, Hey, it's about being healthy at this point. Like yep. Yep. It's, it's dumb to kind of try to play something right now when we already lost, it's about being healthy. Justin Herbert loves football and yeah. he probably will be on fire right out of the gates, in my opinion. Going back to your your Peter King interview, I think they even asked a little bit about um, Justin Herbert with uh, Kellen Moore and how he was yeah. with, with the offense. If you want to talk a little, little about, about that, Andrew, I think that's kind of a good point that he brought up about yeah, who well, I mean, Justin Herbert is. Yeah, basically all he thinks about is football, and that's his entire life. And secondarily, he's controlling the offense, right? So he's giving opportunities for him to audible at the line which I think is great because that's really what Phil Rivers did, you know, yeah. pretty much his whole career. But the good news is it's it's making Herbert more of a leader. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that was really not good about Lombardi. Lombardi kind of was a control freak. He was clearly running the show and not letting him make a lot of changes. Well, I shouldn't say it. he didn't make audibles. He said he did. But 
again, that offense was was not good at making adjustments. Now, right. Brandon Mitchell, this is a good point. Um, do you think our offense will start off slow? They are planning out again. Watch the Peter King interview. They are planning out when to go for it on fourth down, when to go for it on certain plays, and they have very scripted plays of okay, it's fourth and two on the fifty yard line. I want this play. They are coming into the game with very scripted, ready-to-go plays that they're going to do in every single situation they can imaginably put themselves in. So nothing's to chance, right? They've already agreed upon it before they go in, and they're having that discussion as a pregame. So, like, are they going to start out slow? Any team can start out slow, right? Look, from week one to week 17, every team team changes. I suspect not because um, all this next week, they're going to be 100% starters getting all the snaps you're not going to see easton stick we're not going to see dugan and that's it so yep. it's it's all it's all starters moving forward so they, they'll be ready to go for miami squish the fish squish the fish baby yeah, yeah you know and and the thing about it is is that you know going back to the quarterbacks that are starter based quarterbacks through preseason there was only six quarterbacks i believe it was that had played the first two preseason games and started out uh, preseason game. So, and a lot of those were younger guys, more or less. Yeah. The Mahomes, the Allens, I, I want to say, and I didn't see the Jets game. I don't know if that's going on right now or not, yeah. but um, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking about playing in that a little bit too, just to kind of get the wiggles out and everything. But I, I, I have faith in Justin Herbert that he knows what he's doing and he's going to come out firing. I mean, going back to that Peter King interview, just one little last point from that. Cause I know we passed that, on to it. that interview. That's great. He said, great. He asked, Kellen Moore asked, well, he was talking about Justin Herbert. And he said, the one thing that's great about Justin Herbert, uh, day one, first practice, he's already knowing which plays are what. He doesn't need it yep. to have Kellen Moore repeat the play to him. He knows yep. what the play is. He even was pointing out in the playbook, hey, did you mean this or this in this? Because I think you might have made an error in the actual playbook yep. based upon X or Y or whatever it might have been. Is is Did you mean to do that or is that an error? And he's like pointing out Kellen Moore's mistakes to what he's written in the playbook. Yep. So yep. the guy loves football. I think that's all he does all day outside yep. of cooking brisket and, uh, you know, <laughs> football. That's about it. That's what he that's does. It. That's it. <laughs> this is good. This is a good thought. James, you want to get going to answer uh, K Graves uh, thoughts on this? Yeah. What do you think the run slash pla- pass play breakdown will be this year? I think it's supposed to be uh 55, 45, I believe. So 55 pass 45% run is what they're, they're shot that they're trying to do now once again just like what we happen to have in this game it was you know what is it probably 80 percent run 20 yeah. percent pass basically yep. but it's going to adjust game to game in my opinion i think great coaches find where their weaknesses are at and just exploits those weaknesses so if we yep. go against a team that's got a terrible run run uh defense i think they're going to try to run the ball down their throats heavily yeah um, and then and then keep keep Herbert healthy. Doesn't got to throw the ball and keep keep yeah. wide receivers healthy. Like why 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 put people in harm's way? You know, Especially yeah. if we run four four running backs, which I think we will. Right. Uh, this is a good point, Kyle. Uh, by the way, I know Tom Telesco liked the idea of 60 percent pass, forty percent uh, run. Yep. By the way, just so you know, Keenan uh, Kellen Moore at uh, the Cowboys was 50-50. and but you got to remember that was also Dak Prescott. That was a very different team. And very clearly, Kellen Moore has said, we have a very different team compared to the Cowboys. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, Kyle, that's that's going to be fun to watch week one. Can you imagine what it's going to be there, folks? all look like? Herbert, Eckler, 
Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, QJ, Palmer, you know, go on the defensive side, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I mean, JC Jackson possibly could be out there. Asante Samuel Jr. Like, you know, Mike Davis, like this is going to be awesome. And we'll be able to see Eric Kendricks on our linebacking court too. I, I cannot wait for week one. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, Hoosman looks good. Dotson looks good. I, I'll say this. Uh, I think we'll keep Dotson, probably release Hoosman, or maybe try and put him on the practice squad, but you never really know. Um, uh, again, I think I think the Horvath-Hoosman conversation is interesting. I, I don't know. I, I think Horvath will be, make the team because of special teams specifically. He's done very good on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, how that plays out. Um, for sure. Um, uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, you were on with the director last night. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Aether was on. Oh, <laughs> Aether's cheating on us. Huh? Not oh, cool. dude. Not cool. Man. Aether. Oh hey, this, man. This is a great time for you guys to get your questions in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Three questions out there as well. Okay. Oh, we got the bull babes. How we doing? Good to see you guys. We're going through the chat here. Go guys. I know we're getting close to an hour here. So, um, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. And I can, uh, okay. Here, let's see. Let's see. Wait, speaking of both babes, Kyle's sick. Obviously we're talking about this as well too. Uh, I'm trying to find some good, good things to bring up here. Herbert. Now, one thing I will say to folks, even from last night, um, again, I know people brought this up, like it was great that we won, but does it really matter preseason? You still want momentum going into the actual game. And remember, these veterans are seeing these rookies play. And what did, what did Asante, guys, go back and watch our video. Asante Samuel Jr. talked about Mullins. He talked about Stone Smart. He talked about Josh Palmer. We obviously know Josh Palmer's a baller. But my point is, dude, we got these rookies that showed up and they did a great job. And guys, that's yeah. the coaching staff. That's the scouting staff. So if we lose players, let's say, let's say we have our 53-man roster, then we do practice squad and, and like we lose a couple of players, people get picked up by somebody else. Clearly. Tom Tillis has already talked about that our scouting staff is already looking at other teams. If we lose some players, we're going to go after some other players. So uh, there's a, there's a, you know, a Santa Claus wish list of players. If we lose players and, and we'll go after those folks. I mean, it's like another draft, right? So anyways, I just, some of my thoughts on that. You know, I saw this Matthew Dahl had this, uh, this comment here, question, um, you know, and some people are talking about, Hey, the defense needs to step up. And I agree. And I'll say this. Once again, it's preseason, guys, and we're playing with backups here and everything. The signs are good. We're finding ways to stop the run. We're doing a good job of keeping the score low. So that's very much a good, you know, showing thus far. So Matthew Dahl brought up this question. He says, do you guys, did you guys see a tweet last month about uh, a stat about Herbert has scored more, the most points in Chargers and the Chargers defense has allowed the most points in Herbert's career. And that's a thing. Like we, Last year, it was a one-point difference between offense and defense, and it might have even been less on average. Uh, might have been 0.9 points difference between the amount of points that we scored on offense versus the amount of points that we scored on defense. Joe Lombardi as a defense or as an offensive coordinator was pretty casual in the sense where he wasn't looking to light up the scoreboard. He was looking just to almost get enough, and then Brandon Staley's defense was just – trying to find that ultimate stop that we weren't able to right. do. So I, I think the thing is though, this year feels different to me. I think that there's yep. an idea that we have a really solid defense now. 
And I think we're going to have an offensive coordinator that's just going to want to light up that scoreboard. Let's go. Like, just yeah. and, score and on at top will. Of that, you go back to like the Patriots, you know, and all the, the, the Super Bowl rings they had, right. They always had a nucleus of players and they just added small pieces. I kind of feel like that's what happened this year, right? We've added just a few more players to really step up. And it's interesting yeah. how people are sleeping on the charters this year, right? Everyone's like, ah, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I watched so many videos are like, ah, whatever guys. I think the charters have the right team and they got depth which is great. And not only that, they're getting depth out of the undrafted free agents. That's again, that's a testament to the coaching staff. That's a testament to the scouting staff. They know what they're doing. Right. So it's great. And bull babes. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Kyle, you know, he's, he happens to be here with me right now. We're trying to nurse him back to health, trying to shove as much stuff down uh, his throat. So hopefully he can you know feel a little bit better. Um, yeah. And Jim, yes. Uh, we can send the link down there as well to Jim. So uh, it's on our channel. Kyle, if you don't mind throwing it out there, uh, that's where you can get our Bolt Bros merch. It, it is. Oh, there we go. Oh, he's, yep, he's he already right threw it out there. Yeah, boltbros.live okay. slash merch. Yeah, and Kyle is also very much uh, the believer of having um, players play in, in preseason. I'm not, because I think at this moment, right, it's, it's expected that ones know how to prepare. And I think they've – let me put it this way. The people that played yesterday – were people that needed to show this coaching staff they earned a spot on this roster, right? They were only trying to figure out, should we keep this person or should we cut this person? Yep. That's it. Yep. That's all they're making a decision on. And so the ones are already pretty much set. You can probably say 40 players at this moment. They're done. They're already set. Now they're just trying to figure out the other 13 and that's it. So, yep. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm, I'm a fan of playing Thank the starters at least just for a couple drives, just to be able to get their, you know, wiggles out. But at the same side, I understand both sides of the argument. You don't want guys injured. I get it hundred percent. I mean, we chatted a little bit about the about in the pre-game show, but either which way these guys are professionals. Uh, you think they're going to be conditioned and ready to go. Um, they've been in camp for a while, even if they didn't play in a real game situation, yeah, a, yeah. a scrimmage is essentially a real game situations where they say, Hey, look, we're going to do goal line situations here versus this defense of say against the saints or, you know, start at the 50 yard line. We're at a third and four position. They do real game situations through that. So yep. they are professionals. You, you think are. that they are in condition and ready to go. And I'm sure that Brandon Staley basically, you know, forces that down their throat if you did go to pre or training camp there was a lot more first uh first um string guys out there versus a lot of the seconds and thirds um so they got a lot of time out there so you hope that it's going to transition well so yep okay and the running backs um did not do well but i think that was the blocking scheme i think it was a lot of gap runs it wasn't zone reads like you have to understand it's a completely different philosophy with what Kellen Moore is showing compared to what I'll be honest with you. The, the running game is very similar to the Niners. Um, it's a lot of zone reads. It's a lot of movement in the backfield, jet sweeps. Yep. And again, Kellen Moore always says, I want to make that defense not know what's coming, right? You want to show one thing, but something else happens. Oh crap. Oh, look, this happened. Okay. And keep, keep it in conflict. If, if the defense, Here's my point. Uh, Lombardi last year, everyone knew a specific formation was a run play. Every every time, it's a run play. So you didn't have to scheme for it. You just say, oh, it's a run play. We'll just block it, A gap, B gap, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
and they could make that change. But again, Kellen Moore is going to adjust and show things differently. So anyways, and, and, and make them be in conflict, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and really the thing is though, like, I remember watching a lot of Lombardi last year. I feel there was no motion of rolling out a guard to be able to be a blocker for a run game. If you look at like this last game, just watch how much motion is coming from the tight ends to be the lead blockers. Like I said, that Joshua Kelly run worked out because Stone Smart had a great block in motion to be able to get the first defender to get in, blocked him out, and then it was John Hightower to the right that allowed that hole to be able to be open 75 yards to the house. House call, baby. Let me say something different about that as well, too. Um, Last year, we were terrible at blocking as far as like the wide receivers. I want to see Allen and Williams and our, our, our wide receivers do a little bit more active, you know, blocking in the right. run game. Cause I kind of felt like last year there was just, I wouldn't say they take reps off, but they kind of would, right. I, Allen would just kind of like sort of stand there and like not really do anything. And that always bothered me because that's part of the game. You, you need to help your running back, right. That's the whole point. Right. So right. anyways, well, it's, um, it's about, putting players in winning situations and everybody right. be on the same page of just yep. trying to make this play work. So yep. I, I think that's really something that I've noticed that I feel like they've done a good job so far. Yeah. And, and bottom line, uh, yeah, the defense, I think is going to be great, right? I, guys, I'm not worried about our defense. I actually truly believe we're going to be top 10, which is going to be an amazing step up. We could even hit top five. I, I, I mean, I'm really making that, yo, like, I really, truly believe if we stay remotely, like Nick Williams is a huge pickup. SJD, we know is good. Morgan Fox, we know is good. Austin Johnson's coming back. Tito Bonia is coming back. We got Matt Locke. We got CJ Koye. We got, you know, I mean, I think, I think Gerard Clark has a shot at making the squad, right? So look, we're going to stop the run and we're going to get pickies. We're going to get pickies. We're going to get pickies. <laughs> pickies. Sounds like you got a wedgie um, and you're just trying to pick it out of your butt or something. Dude. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> Uh, so Kyle, I want to talk about two guys that I think could make the squad. My sleeper picks, uh, Brendan Allen and Andrew Farmer, edge rushers. I think those guys are freaks in nature. Um, I, I did not see how well they did on special teams. I don't think they'll make the team because of special teams, but those guys are freaks in nature. I did short videos on them when we they were undrafted free agents out of very small colleges, but they are very big guys, like 260, 65, like the right size for edge rushers. And we know Bosa and Mac are getting old. So I think those could be guys that could be sort of, you know, developmental players. And we all know that Mac and Bosa have injury prone. They're, they're getting older. So anyways, yeah. um, good thought there. Yeah, it looked yeah. really good. And We're I, and I think it on offense. Good. Yeah. Yep. And, and see that defense, man. It, you go back to go back to week one last year against the Raiders. I mean, very, very strong offense. I think our defense just closed that one out. They they straight smashed Derek Carr out of the AFC West, I should say now. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> hey, healthy team, man, is going to be fun to watch. We will be there at SoFi week one. Yeah, I love Metallica. Metallica. I've, I've seen Metallica quite a few times. So, good job. Good job, ladies. Good job. Um, okay, so we're getting a little close here. Um yeah, and, and and here's the good thing, folks. And Ian, Ian is exactly right. We're getting healthy into week one. That's all that matters, guys. Yep. Nobody can, look. It's a 17 schedule season, folks. Right? And here's here's what sucks. Our freaking bye week is week five, guys. Week five. 
Um, and so I don't know. I just get a little frustrated. And Webb almost got an interception. McKitty was all about blocking, you know, um, you know, kind of an interesting situation there. Um, let's see. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Here you go. No touchies for me. That's right. Yeah, I'm avoiding Kyle. I, I got to put him in a bubble in the corner, you know. <laughs> Say sorry, bro. Okay. Oh, thank you, Bolt Babes. I really appreciate that. Um, it's so funny. That's so funny. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. Oh, Aether, is Aether here now? Is Aether here? Let's see. I think I no, saw I him in there. Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. We were talking about doing a fantasy football league. That's going to be something Kyle's going to have to do. Just so you guys know, I'm not he quite sure the, the plan is in the chat too. Oh, he did. Yep. Oh, there it is. Okay, good. Okay. So we're getting close to the end here. Um, I know. Thank you so much for your comments, folks. Right. Like, really? Oh, here we go. Uh, okay. Aether, throw your question out. We're getting close to ending here as well too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Metallica is a great band. I love, I love, um, you know, Metallica, they're, they're great. Good, good, good show. So, um, all right, guys, I think we've gone through all the, the, the thoughts here. So if you have any final thoughts, throw them out there as well, too. So James, you want to wrap up and then we can, um, go from there. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is a uh, week one is now ahead of us. Uh, we are there guys. Now it sucks because we have essentially, what is it? Almost dang near two weeks or something like that. Till our game. So it sucks yeah. thinking about that. Um, so, but the season is here now, guys. And and honestly, optimism is high for every fan base right now. I have, am extremely optimistic about this team. So I think we have a lot of right pieces on the coaching side yeah, and also the player side. Yep. I'm just going to give a big, big shout out to Kellen Moore, man. Like, yep. I, it's funny because some of these Cowboy fans were like, oh, terrible signing, terrible signing, terrible signing. Well, we'll see what happens with you guys over there at Dallas now with not having him. You guys did have some of the top offenses in the league with Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. And then that was even before McCarthy was your head coach. So, right. Interesting thing to see, but big shout out specifically for this game to Kellen Moore because he did a phenomenal job of adjustments in this game and just ran the ball down their throats. So, it's exciting to see what this team can be for this upcoming season. Um, I'm excited about week one and being at SoFi Thunder Alley pink pink uh pink a uh, lot and just having a great time pre-gaming with everybody and uh man week one is the best time to go to the games by the way it's you gotta best go time. folks and and we're all gonna be there so I'm gonna go to as many games as I possibly can y'all know I live in in Utah James lives in Arizona so we'll do our best um and Leo I like what you're saying here I like that we ran the pistol you don't yep. see the pistol run a ton uh in the NFL but it's a great way of running it. It's easy to run and create gaps and separation, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So you're right. I mean, it's look. I think Kellen Moore was held back a little bit um, in Dallas. Here's the thing that, that I will tell you right now, Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore are creating this offense. Again, go back and watch the P all through the Peter King interview at, at, at the very bottom. After we get off this, please watch that video. It is absolutely spectacular because they're breaking down how they created this offense for this team and how they're creating an offense around Justin Herbert, and they're letting Herbert control the offense, which is, okay, pretty awesome, right? And so, again, preseason game, I get it, but we're very impressed. And, and guys, let me be very clear about something. We're seeing very base offense. It's still base offense. We're not seeing any trick plays. We're not seeing any, seeing any real explosive plays. We're, we're, we're showing base offense. We're not, we're not showing our hand 
week one for the for the fish, right? We want to squish the fish. So, um, and we should, we should be yeah. handing out some uh, Swedish fish at Thunder uh, <laughs> Alley. How dumb I like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you love eating some Swedish fish, dude. Oh, delicious! I, like I know you love those things. Uh, yeah, and, and again, we we do have a we we got a hard schedule, but everyone in the NFL's got a hard schedule, folks. Everyone does, right? It is what it is. And you know what? Iron sharpens iron. I would rather play teams that get us ready to go, and so we can kick ass when it needs to happen, right? Uh, Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, the rest stinks, dude. I'd be bro. I, look, I'll tell you right now. Um, let, let me put you this way, Aether. I know I always put my feet to the fire. You know, I always said eleven and six. I think we could be better than that. We could even win thirteen games this season, right? So, like, we're looking good. I, I think if we play our game, if we stay healthy, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny because eleven and six, like. That's kind of where my head's been at, but I, I think there's a good chance. And once again, we're coming out of expectations. If you, I don't even know if the Raiders won every preseason game, but it seems like every time they win all preseason games, every Raider fans think we're going to the yep. Super Bowl. Man, they yep. gonna win three games this year, dude. Come on now. But <laughs> the thing about it is, is like there's a lot of positives that came out of this preseason that makes me think, man, we might be able to really get to 12 wins, 12 and five. I think yep. there's a shot that we could get to that point. Like there's something different about this team and I'm excited about how it all comes together. Like it's I'm culture, very excited it's a culture about thing. it. I, I, I think 13 and four could happen as well too. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it could happen and guys, I will put it, I will pin it down below. Watch that interview. It's fantastic. It's I think 10 minutes, but it's a great way of showing how Brandon Staley and really Kellen Moore built this offense to succeed. Right. I think it's really great. So uh, guys, look, there's so much we can talk about. Again, again, let me just wrap up real quick by saying this. We are going to be any news that comes out. We are going to do a video on again. You, you know that we like to be as quick as we possibly get on just news. And then I believe on the 29th, which is what Tuesday. Yep. Uh, when the 53 man roster, we're going to try and go live and talk about the 53 man roster as it's released. We didn't want to do like a prediction thing. It didn't really make sense to me. And then once we find out what our practice squad is, I want to talk about that as well, too, and why we kept players and maybe even why we picked up players. Right. So we might do some separate videos on that as well, too. So um, I think it's going to be awesome, folks. I can't wait for week one. Squish the fish, folks. Squish the fish. That's right. That's right. We'll be handing out some <laughs> Swedish fish. Hand Let's out some go. Swedish fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love fantastic. It. All so. right. Excited, man. Once again, guys, appreciate all the support, love, and everything, too. We'll wrap up this show, guys. But uh, we'll keep you posted on anything and everything that does kind of come up for any other news. But once again, if you have not liked and subscribed to our channel, we appreciate it if you do that. And uh, we're going to get out of here. I'll hit the button here. And uh, we'll get out of here. So peace out, guys. Bolt bros. See ya. Let's go. Let's go.